Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. You're listening to Dan Issel and Louis Rabot on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Dan and Louie. And welcome back to the 11 o'clock hour, brought to you by Delta Dental of Kentucky. Whether you're looking for dental coverage for your employees or an individual or family policy, Delta Dental of Kentucky has you covered with a nationwide network of dentists. Plus, they offer Delta Vision, a comprehensive vision plan through VSP. Enrolling in a dental or vision plan is easy. You can call them at 1-800-955-2030, or you can visit them online at KY. Dot Delta Dental dot com. Louis on vacation this week, sitting in all week is Mr. Mike Gandolfo. And I got and permission. Mike- I got permission. <laughs> he must be listening. Uh, have you have you uh, have you heard bologna and salami before? I believe I've actually been on bologna or salami once before. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Well okay. then then you know how this works. Crack with a K producer, Avery Dill, gives us a situation. And if we agree, it's salami. If we disagree, it's bologna. And here is Miss Dill. All right. Ooh, I forgot the music. Yes. Yes, we have had music like every single week with this segment. <laughs> You're always so excited about the music. It's like, oh, yeah. it's because it's like game show throwback music. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah that's it, it, basically it, it, what I typed in yeah. when it, I was looking it, for this. Yeah, it gets you, it gets you moving. It was the only, like, game show music just made the most sense for this segment. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so first question, bologna or salami? Despite putting up a fight against Mississippi State tonight, Kentucky basketball will continue their losing streak. Mm. Go ahead, Mr. Gandolfo. Well, I'm, I think they're, I'm not sure which one's going to – I'm going to say salami is that they win, right? So um, I'm going to say salami. I think they. I think they do win. I think they find a way to win tonight. I think just because Mississippi State is very one-dimensional, I, I'm I'm faithful that we can take away that one dimension and dominate the boards. That's what it comes down to. Mississippi State's got to. If we keep Mississippi State off the boards, and Oscar has a big rebounding game. Uh, Kentucky comes away with the W. Then that yeah, would I'm, be baloney. That's baloney. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just you know the Italians going to choose salami <laughs> over baloney for the positive thing always. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm going to go bologna, too, uh, because uh, it references tonight's game. And I, I agree with you, and I don't know why, because I have been let down and disappointed so many times picking Kentucky to win this year. But um, starting to feel like I, I tell you football fan. Yeah, <laughs> but surely, surely somebody, whether it's Cal or an assistant or just the – the situation uh the kentucky players understand how important this is so i I expect them to win this game tonight i don't know if i can go uh, on the on the losing streak um i i still think kentucky's looking at three and three uh at best for the next six games so i'll i'll go baloney they win tonight um but I don't know how many other wins are left on the schedule. All right, next question. Louisville basketball will fight and manage to keep tonight's game against Virginia within 20 points. Uh, I, I'm going to go Salami. Uh, as, as we talked about earlier, uh, the offense is a little better. Uh, the defense is still horrendous. 
uh, but Virginia likes to play those low-scoring low games. And so if you're going to give me 20 points, I'm going to take Louisville all day long. I'll agree with that, too. I, I, I'm going to go Salami. I think Louisville does keep it. I mean, they've they've really only had the one clunker against Pitt. I mean, they've they've stepped it up. Well, I guess the Notre Dame game was kind of a clunker as well, too. But um, I feel like they're going to answer the call and step up. And, uh, you know, I'll even say that they beat the spread, too. Yep. Yep. All right, Avery. Okay. Bologna or Salami. Next year, Kentucky basketball will have some sort of, like, some form of re I cannot talk. <laughs> okay. We're going to start this question again. Okay. That's good. That's that's a good idea. Okay. Bologna or salami? Next year, Kentucky basketball will have some form of rebuild year no matter how many players return. Yeah, that's what I wrote. So salami. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're going to rebuild. I mean, it's going to be – it'll be interesting to see who they actually do keep around. I mean, I think you got – first off – you got a bunch of seniors that are going to be gone no matter what. CJ Frederick, although Frederick does Frederick actually have another year of eligibility? You know that that's a great point. I had this discussion yesterday because I was under the assumption that Reeves was gone, that Fredericks was gone. COVID uh, screwed all that up, though, didn't it? Uh, yeah, and and you know it seems like if you want to stay in college, you can come up with a reason to play six or seven years. That's what now, I love about so, having a Coy on the show because a Coy was doing the transfer portal six years in college thing before it was cool, so he was a trendsetter. <laughs> Um, I I don't know. After talking with Cam yesterday, I don't know that that there is a player on the current roster that can't come back for next year. So we could even have Oscar back. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. the one year is a COVID year. Yeah. Oscar could. He's had I, only three I, full seasons. Yeah, and Wheeler, you know, can come back. I, I thought for sure Reeves and Fredericks were done. But but Drummond yesterday seemed to think if they chose they could both come back. So, I mean, wow, that's that changes things considerably because now I didn't think you know I do not and I think you feel the same way. Like the pro the pro game is not an option for Oscar Sheboy. Like not the NBA pro, yeah, no, right? No, and he, he has an op- the opportunity to actually probably make more money at Kentucky than he would playing basketball anywhere else. Um, Possibly, would he want to come? back after the way that this year has kind of done the 180 on him. Everyone loved him this last year, and this year it's been a little more touchy. Jacob Toppin's an interesting person because I think he could get drafted, uh, but he has a better chance probably getting drafted next year because the draft next year is going to be so terrible. Mm. Well, oh man, Dan. <laughs> I know. That's exactly what I said yesterday. Well, I'll tell you what. If they don't, if they don't that they don't have a better result next year, and they and they keep a lot of these guys. It's gonna be, it's gonna be really interesting to see what happens. I mean, Wallace will be gone. Wallace is the only one I can tell you for sure is gone. I think you're right. I think you're exactly right. Uh, now there you to, will be, you have to lose guys because you got to make room for all the guys you got coming exactly, in. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. There will be some guys who might want to come back that Cal will have to say. You know, I think it's time to move on because, I mean, he's not hes not going to have this recruiting class and put these kids on the bench. No. I mean, you know, Bradshaw and Wagner. I, I'm guessing Shepard, of all of these top-rated incoming right. people, I'm guessing Shepard's the only one that, you know, may not be ex- expecting to start. So you know, some of these guys, I don't think I don't think the choice is going to be theirs. I think the choice is going to be the Kentucky coaching staff. So, so who here on this roster would you say, hey, it's probably in your best interest to move on? I think Wheeler, for sure, would be the one. Lance Ware, I would probably ask to move on. Um, you know, Collins is going to stay. Yeah. What about Livingston? You know, Livingston, if, if, I mean, he should stay. He should stay. Yeah. I think Oscar moves on. He uh, just doesn't think, play basketball anymore? Like he's done playing basketball? No, no. No, no. He, uh, I, I think, I think, he I, transfers? I think he could make a ton of money playing overseas or, That's true. or s- someplace like that. And, you know, maybe uh, it depends on the culture of the team. I mean, he's a great kid. Uh, he plays hard when he's on the floor. Uh, maybe he, you know, 
maybe he's an end-of-the-bench guy in the ABA. Maybe he does hang around because he can rebound the basketball and because he's a good guy. And, and He can't defend be. anybody, though, Dan. I mean, he, he can't guard anybody at that level. Have you watched any NBA games lately? I, I think sometimes they get a bad rap for some of that stuff. I think there's the players are so talented offensively that you know that looks like they're not playing really good defense. I mean, he he would be a sieve, you know. Yeah, I agree with that. So so where so but is next year a rebuilding year or is next I'm gonna, year? I'm going to say it's a rebuilding year because you know at the end of the day you had bad leadership this year. You can't afford to have bad leadership two years in a row, and I don't think it's going to fix itself by keeping the same guys around. Yeah. I'd That's ask you to with. repeat the question, Avery, but you had such a hard time with it the first time. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to let you off the hook. I'm going to say uh, it's salami. I, I think I, I think the expectations will be very high. I don't think Big Blue Nation, with all these kids coming in, think it's going to be a rebuilding year. Uh, but, you know. Uh, well, you're, that's another question. Like, are we talking about rebuilding from the roster or rebuilding from like the fact that they're going to be – 500 in the SEC, um, you know, again, the the group that's coming in is good for the 2024 class or 2023 class or however we want to say that. But this is not necessarily a, an overall group of very talented players as far as like you're going to see a whole bunch of uh, basketball Hall of Famers come out of this uh, year of recruiting class. So, you know. All right, I'll go salami. It's a rebuilding year. Next, Avery. Okay, bologna or salami. The Ravens will decide to keep Lamar as long as he shows improvement under Todd Munkin. And, like, last season, I looked up, he had a passing completion percentage in most games from the lower to mid-50s. I think he's back with the Ravens. I think if he stays healthy... He's one of the top uh, five to seven quarterbacks in the NFL. He hasn't been able to stay healthy. I don't know what his attitude is going to be like. I, I've never met the man, but I'm I'm going to guess he does not get the contract that he is looking at. And I I, I think the, the the standard now for all of these quarterbacks that are are going to be up. Burrow, um, all of them, is going to be the contract in Cleveland for Watkins. Mm-hmm. And it was $240 million, completely guaranteed, 100% guaranteed. That's where, that's where Lamar is going to start. I don't think he gets that contract in Baltimore. I think they tag him. I think they franchise him. Uh, he's still going to make a whole lot of money. But it's not the contract he's looking for. Um, so I, I'll, I'll say he's there, and I'll say if he's healthy, he can play really, really well. That's salami. I'll take, uh, you know, the question really, because I think that he's in Baltimore one more year because of the franchise tag. If I'm, if I'm Lamar, I probably don't want to stick around and play for Munkin. I think that's the bigger question is like, is that uh, the offensive coordinator that's going to be the best fit? The guy really has been, he's been at the NFL level before. He hasn't had a lot of success at the NFL level. And, you know, when you think about what Georgia's offensive light has been like, it's not, it's not the offense that would fit the kind of quarterback that Lamar is. So I think they franchise tag him, but I think Lamar's probably better off moving on at this point too. Okay. One more, Avery. Yes, last question. Okay. Bologna or salami? The NBA Finals will be t- will be between the Celtics and the Nuggets. Ooh, ooh, I, I, I like that. I'm going to go salami. I think the Nuggets have a five-game lead uh, over Memphis uh, in, in the West right now. And as I've said before, you give the Nuggets the home court advantage – uh, and uh, I, I think I think right now, even I know Durant's, I know Durant's in Phoenix. Um, I still like the Nuggets' chances, and I think Boston. Did you see the game last night, Mike? I saw a Bo- little bit Bo- of it, but Boston's fun Boston, to watch. Boston plays. They they're they're without Tatum, they're without Brown, and they're without uh, what's a what's a point guard's name? Um, Marcus Smart. 
Yeah, smart. They're without their three best players, two all-star players, and and the Bucks have the full complement, and they have to go to overtime to beat the Celtics. So I, I think the Celtics, I'm going to go Salami. I, I know there are a lot of other choices, but I think right now the Celtics look like the best team in the East and the Nuggets look like the best team in the West. Uh, I love, by the way, and I'm, I'm going to go baloney here, but I love the way that the Celtics have constructed a team, right? I mean, uh, and so I, I just think that they're going to be there uh, without a doubt. But I'm going to take the Suns. I think the Suns, the, the moves that they made, I think the Suns are going to be there from the from the West. So that's who I'll take. All right. Good job, Avery. Thanks. <laughs> I, I love the music. Uh, one, one constructive criticism, if I could. You might want to read the questions beforehand. Yeah, so like, that you can, so you can get completely through them without screwing up. Yeah, I do that, and like I even read it multiple times while I typed it up, and my mouth just does not work right half the time. I can't even say like normal sentences correctly. Good job. Thanks. Good, 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 good job. Good job. So Dan, hey, I'm, uh, I'm allowed to say where Louis is. Oh, did Louis say that? I got permission. Okay. So Louis is in Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Yeah, and I, I, I say that. I think Louis goes to Puerto Rico so he can be the like the most whitest guy possible in Puerto Rico <laughs> who will go up and just speak like fluent perfect Spanish and he just wants to show off that he can that he can do that. I think that's pretty that much he can why he goes do that. Rico. Yeah. 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 He is uh I mean he's translucent I, white. You know, yeah, just, no, yeah. I, I'm, I know I, I'm betting one hundred percent he's like a seventy five sunscreen guy. <laughs> He can't put on enough sunscreen. Yes, I totally agree. <laughs> Puerto Rico, well, good for him. Yeah, good for him. Uh, okay, um, let's let's get back uh, to- talking about this Kentucky game and, and Mississippi State. Mississippi State, um, a tale, uh, Mike of of three seasons. Uh, yes. They start. They start eleven and zero. Mm-hmm. You know, playing uh, a bunch of Utah Valley states and Appalachian states and, and stuff like that. And I think hey, Appalachian they, State beat some teams around here, so we got to be careful with some of that. <laughs> and, and they climbed as high as fifteenth. You know, getting off to that start, they then start SEC play. And they lose seven out of their first eight games in in the SEC. And so you say, you know, that, well, they're a flash in the pan. Then they play Alabama. And they only lost to Alabama by three points. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I think that was at Alabama. It was. And then, and, and then they beat TCU, who was number 11 at the time. And they haven't lost since. So including, they go, including being South Carolina and Missouri uh, in Arkansas, who all, all three of those teams uh, did pretty well against Kentucky. So Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I don't know. This, this is going to be I, – I, this is going to be a challenge. I, it's going to be a real challenge. And, and the reason that I say it's going to be a challenge is that Kentucky's offense has looked very stagnant lately. Uh, not lately. It looked very stagnant all year long. Mm-hmm. And this is an outstanding defensive team. And given the way that Kentucky has played defense lately, um, it, it, you know, they're going to have to outscore people. The rest of the season, they're going to have to outscore people, I think. And and given the how good the teams they play. And this is why I have so, such a, a bleak outlook for the rest of the year. The rest of the teams, almost almost to a team, are outstanding defensive teams. Uh, I wrote some notes down here. Mississippi State is fourth in the nation in adjusted defensive proficiency. Fourth. Tennessee is number one. Florida is 13th, Arkansas is 14th, and Auburn, who absolutely hammered Missouri last night, beat them by 30-something, Auburn is 21st. And so um, I I don't know how you outscore those teams if they're that good defensively. Luckily, I think Mississippi State, depending on who shows up, could be that bad offensively, though. 
And it really kind of comes down to how well they neutralize the big man, Tolu Smith. And um, that guy's playing, and he's had a great year. He's shooting 57% around the basket. This team is abysmal from the three point line, and they're abysmal from the free throw line. I mean, uh, so. I think Kentucky could have enough big bodies that they could throw at Tolu Smith. I don't know. Like, I'm not a big fan of Oscar Garden, the best player. If the best player is a post player, I mean, obviously you heard me talk about his NBA prospects, and he can't guard anybody. I mean, I think you know you you run Toppin and Collins at this guy, and hope they get physical, and then hope that uh, Oscar can control the boards. The big number that I noticed when I looked at the trend between the losses and the wins, where the the losses came where. Uh, Mississippi State shot less than 40% from the floor, which means they, the, the around-the-basket stuff was really tough, and also were not able to uh, translate that into rebound opportunities, where they, they actually had less than 40 rebounds. And so you would think, with us having such a great rebounder in Oscar Sheepway, uh, that we would be able to you know maybe win that aspect of the, of the game. Now, we don't have a great rim protector. It's been something that I think has been a big... Actually, sometimes, I think you and I talked about this on, on Monday, sometimes there's a huge hole in the middle of the lane where a rim protector should be, you know? Yep, and, no question. Uh, and that's not going to work tonight. You know, Mississippi State is going to pride on themselves on getting to the basket. They're going to pride themselves to trying to get in layups. They're not going to settle for jump shots. Uh, I mean, they're shooting less than 29% from the three-point line. So this is a team that uh, – Kentucky's going to have to win in the trenches. They're going to have to win in the lane. They're going to have to keep Mississippi State off the boards and then uh, and hopefully uh, bother them enough. And this is, Dana, going back to what we were talking about on Monday from a defensive standpoint, have you seen an ability for – I mean, again, I, it is, even at, the, at this level, it is hard for a post player to be very efficient making post moves going over both, uh, either shoulder. You know, right-handed guys are good going left shoulder lead. Left-handed people are good going with the right shoulder lead. We don't even take away like a dominant shoulder well. Mm. I mean, we allow the post players to catch the ball and basically get the shot they want. And, uh, you know, that that would be my – if Tolu Smith goes off tonight, Kentucky's in trouble. Well, it, but that, that leads to what I said on Monday, and that is I don't think this team's basketball IQ – is that high? Because, Mike, you know the coaches have to say, the coaches have to say that this kid wants to turn over his left shoulder and shoot his right hand. Mm-hmm. You know that's part of the scouting report, and yet you play defensively straight up behind the guy. Um, you're, absolute, you're absolutely right. So that that's just being smart defensively. That's not... That's not not being a rim protector that's not you know being a shot blocker that's just not following the scouting report my my argument would be that i think that we've seen these mistakes on the defensive side like if you look at the nuance of defense we've seen it year after year after year at kentucky it's just in the past he's had more athletic teams that can cover up those kind of mistakes i used to like i I got to know perry stevenson uh, decently well for a while he actually coached in the derby classic one year and i even told him like to his face it's like you were an incredible shot blocker but part of it is because you were a terrible defender (laughs) (laughs) so uh you know at the end of the day uh sometimes the athleticism can make up for the actual skills it takes to play defense right so um that's funny yeah 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 I, I I don't know. I just I, the the coaching staff has to be telling these kids that this is the way you have to play, and it just doesn't get done. Um, I I don't know. I don't know. But uh, you're right. You're right. They, uh, they this will be an interesting game, and I think I, I I I hate to say that if they don't win the game, this season is over. But if they don't win tonight. It's over. If they don't if they don't win tonight, how can you have confidence that they'll beat Tennessee on Saturday or that or that Auburn Auburn might be playing the best guy. Tennessee has been on a little losing streak here. Um, and they're down to I think 10th in in the uh, in the AP poll. But um, I I'm not so sure Auburn's not playing the second best basketball in the conference right now. They very well and, could be. And and 
And how, how can you have confidence going to Florida? How can you have confidence going to Arkansas? I, I don't know. I This is, to me, this is the biggest game. They still, yes, they still have a chance to make the tournament. Yes, they're playing a bunch of quad one teams, whatever that is worth. But <laughs> but they've got they, they've got to start playing better. I mean that that Georgia game was abysmal, uh, and 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 if they lose tonight, I don't see how they make the tournament. I'm trying to remember that I saw the stat of the last three times that Kentucky lost to Georgia and South Carolina, and South Carolina the same year. It's only happened three times. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it was this year. It was Billy Clyde's last year, which was a terrible season to, to go through. And uh, it was that 93-94 team of Rick that lost to Marquette in the NCAA tournament. If I'm going off, I'm t- totally going off the top of my head. And the um, that Marquette, I mean, that, that year, that Kentucky team was probably, it was by far probably Rick's most frustrating team he had at Kentucky um, because they were coming off of the 93 Final Four um, and you you thought they were starting to move things in the right direction. It was the one year where I felt like we, where Kentucky didn't take a step forward. And so, um, yeah, you know, it's it's not a good look, Dan. It's not a good look at all. <laughs> By the way, if you want to check the the uh, Kentucky Fish and Wildlife post game show tonight, join James Strebel and Jason Ins around ten thirty as we're uh, the first place that will take your calls, texts, and hear for four minutes from John Calperry. Um, it's on tonight on ESPN 680-1057 and the ESPN Louisville app. Yep. And uh, by the way, you mispronounced his name. It's Streetle. Streetle. James, Streetle. Dream, I thought you. Were, I thought I mispronounced Kyle Perry. Uh, no. Uh, and and here's what you can look forward to: if Kentucky wins the game, Cal's comments will be about a half hour. If he lo- <laughs> if he loses the game, there'll be four questions. The answers will be thirty seconds long. So uh, depending on who wins. Uh, you know, it, 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 you'll you'll hear from Cal, but you might you might not hear from him. All right, from if, he, him if they long. win, if they win, and he has this thirty minute rant, how long does it take him to say, "I'm just so proud of the way that my guys fought tonight"? Mm-hmm. Like in the first and, and forty five seconds, <laughs> yeah, and it's still a marathon. It's still a marathon. Uh, hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this hour of the show is brought to you by our friends at uh, Delta Dental of Kentucky. If you're looking for dental coverage or looking for a vision plan, you can contact them at one eight hundred nine five five twenty thirty, or you can always visit them online at ky.deltadental.com. Welcome back to Dan Issel and Louis Rabot on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Dan and Louis. Welcome back. The last segment of today's show on Issel and Louie. Sitting in for Louis, who is on vacation, is our good friend Mike Gandolfo. Mike, I just checked something during the break. Yes. Uh, and and I, I need to say this. I checked something, too, so I wonder if it's the same thing. Uh, Michael Jordan. <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, Michael Michael Jordan celebrating his 60th birthday. I can't believe oh, wow. Michael Jordan is 60. 60 I mean, that doesn't seem plausible. Yeah, he uh, his rookie year in the NBA was my last year in the NBA. 1984-85 was was Michael's rookie year with the Bulls. He has been associated with the Make a Wish Foundation, which I think is one of the one of the great I mean there are so many great charitable organizations out there but I, I make a wish is right close to the top of my list he just donated and he's been associated with make a wish he to this day and it, it is it's amazing uh, you know how many years has it been has it been since Michael put on a uniform and he is still one of the most highly requested celebrities for the kids uh, on on Make a Wish, he just donated ten million dollars to celebrate his birthday. Ten million dollars to the Make a Wish organization. That's awesome. It is. It yeah. is. That's and that's the kind of stuff these guys. I mean, they're making so much money these days. It's. I mean, that that's the kind of thing they ought to do. And you know, I've 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 always said that Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player that ever 
that ever played. Um, but you know, he does stuff like this, and he just continues to, in my, in my eyes, just continues to elevate himself. So good for Michael Jordan. Yeah, I, I hate to see like the the gap, you know, because again, we're talking about the theme of the show. I guess is that I'm getting old, and so like the the younger people really never got a chance to see him play and understand that you know you can't just look at stats to determine someone's greatness, right? You have to actually look and see what they did and how they approached the game and how they played. And man, I'm just just a tenacious competitor that he was. Yeah, you no, know? Hey, so. well, uh, that's exactly what I was getting ready to say. One of the one of, if not the most competitive guy ever to play in the NBA. I mean, can you? Th- there's no way that Michael Jordan would have fallen for this load management stuff or missing games because he had a hangnail. No. I mean, he's throwing up, Jordan, taking IVs and, you know. You yeah, know, yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. And so uh, that's that's one of many reasons. But, you know, he'd, uh, he was competitive at everything he did, whether he's playing golf or a card game or whatever. Uh, he He's a very competitive person. So I just saw that pop up on the uh, ESPN website, and I, I had to mention it. Uh, good Good for Michael. Um, I was looking up something totally different. Okay, my I was looking up to see could Kentucky actually like fall so bad that they play on the first day of the SEC tournament? Is what Ooh. I and and right now uh, you know four teams will play on that first day of the SEC tournament. Mississippi State has got the uh, is is there with Ole Miss, South Carolina, and LSU. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh Dan, geez, just and then Georgia's the first team just just missing it. So uh, when you look at that, the fact that. Uh, Kentucky's already dropped a game to Georgia and South Carolina, and those, that's the bottom of the SEC, and they got a Mississippi State game tonight. Uh, you know, I, I don't think that's possible. I don't think they can lose, but they definitely will play in that second day if they if they're not careful. You know, yeah, it's, no, it's, I, I don't think there's any doubt that they play in the second game. And yeah, and you brought up an interesting topic on on Monday, and that is, you know, even though they're what three and a hundred, uh, <laughs> Louisville may not be as as a disappointing year because you knew they were going to be terrible coming in. Yeah, they were they picked didn't. like in the bottom. They were picked in the bottom part of the of the ACC. I don't know. Yeah, if they were picked yeah. That last, you knew they were, right they were going to yeah. be awful when when they didn't upgrade the roster. But this this Kentucky team was a team uh, that um, was it what fourth rated yeah. fourth in the country in the preseason. Yeah, so. it's just you know it's it's. And to me, I think where I was fooled, because again, I've not been this uh, incredible uh, fan of what's been going on in Lexington, but my big thing is like you want to have a good group of, of incoming freshmen, but you want to have a good group of, of uh, upperclassmen to kind of be the core and then kind of bring in and blend in, not recreate the team every year. And I'm like, okay, we got some returning guys. We got the National Player of the Year. We got a, we got a good post presence. Like I was, we had a good Bahama trip. I was, I was completely sucked back in to uh, the expectations. Kentucky was fourth behind North Carolina, who obviously is in the same boat. They were the number one uh, team preseason. Gonzaga, who has rebounded fairly nicely, but they struggled there for a while. Yeah. The only team in the top four that stayed in the top four is Houston. And I'm not. St- I'm still not sure if we know exactly how good they are. No, I, I agree. I uh, agree. So, uh, you know, it's it's when we look at that, it's just like... You know, I was I was completely sucked into thinking that this could be the kind of team that you know he's bringing in some shooters. We haven't had that in a long time, uh, but it's it's just been a complete and total. Not I can't say it's been a complete and total disaster. Listen, that's that's a that's an overstatement, but it's not been what it should be. You know, is this the worst defensive team Cal's ever had at Kentucky? I will say yes, because again, just because they're not athletic enough. You know, even that team with Nerlens Noel had Nerlens Noel protecting the rim. Um, it, you know, I, I just their athleticism is, I would say, Toppin is like the only elite level. Well, Wallace is probably there too, just from an athletic standpoint of what Kentucky basketball has been used to. Yeah. And you just mentioned two enigmas as far as I'm concerned. I mean, uh, you know, Kaysen has a terrific game. And then he has a game like Georgia where he doesn't even score until there's less than a minute left to go in the game. And Toppin is the same way. Toppin will make a play and you'll go, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Where did that come from? And then you won't you won't know that he's on the floor for five minutes. So I, I just the, – the inconsistency has to be driving 
Cal and the coaching staff nuts because it, it certainly is driving me crazy. And as a general manager, when you're making a decision on who to bring on a team, are you more like, oh, okay, you know, look at this guy's stats and look what he was able to do? Or are you were like, you know what, I saw Toppin do something that only four human beings on planet Earth can do, you know? Which one is going to carry more weight to you when you're like looking at a roster spot? Yeah, I, you know, uh, always the eyeball test, I think. Right. O- always what you see. I mean, you know, stats are nice, but uh, who was it against? And, you know, did he show up in this game? Did he show up in that game? So, um, but no, I mean, uh, I, I would, if I was a general manager of an NBA team, I'd take Toppin in the second round in a heartbeat. It's hard for people to think that Toppin might be Kentucky's second best NBA prospect on this team. Uh, oh, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, you know, Collins again. Collins has the potential to be that. He hasn't because of many circumstances. Sure, he hasn't he's had, had a, a tough year. Action. I mean, yeah, show it this year. But uh, but no, I, I would say I would say right now. If I if I had a pick in the middle of the second round, I would take Toppin over Livingston. Yeah, and it's the same thing on the football side too. Like NFL people look at and they see Levis's numbers. Okay, so it's not like it's not a stats thing, but when they look at the eyeball test, that's what they kind of still comes down to is like that eyeball yeah. test is always going to win out. Yep, and uh, they know what a pro is supposed to look like, and um, and almost. I would almost argue that there's some guys out there when they see the stats that aren't there, that they're going to be the guy that proves that the stats can be there. Like they're going to be the guy that fixes them, right? So, then <laughs> uh, just puts them in the right situation. And uh, yeah, but I I totally agree with that. That uh, I would take Top in the second round too, just because of his incredible bounce that he's got, and he's able to actually have some physicality with him as well. So. Um, and maybe, and maybe, uh, you know, I know that he earlier uh, this year said something about the mental aspect of the game. And maybe if you get him away from Kentucky and the expectations and 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 all of the scrutiny that he is under, you know, maybe he maybe he can be a little more consistent and play a little better. Speaking of, did you see the dunk that Shaden Sharp had last night? I did not. Was it they just, like- just they they just played it, and I'm not exaggerating. On ESPN, they just played it at least 15 times. He goes baseline. It reminded me of Julius Irving. He goes baseline. Mike jumps, almost hits his head on the bottom of the backboard, and he throws down a dunk. I mean, look look. I'm, I'm looking it up right now, so I'm going to look, take a look. Look, it, it is absolutely. <laughs> it makes you way wanna, back. It it makes you want to throw up that this kid didn't find it necessary to play at UK last year. Well, you've mentioned two guys in this episode uh in this uh, of that were you know supposed to play at Kentucky and never did. And so it got me thinking about what, you know, we've had Enos, Enos Cantor. Uh you mentioned Sean Kemp earlier. You, Excuse me, Enos, Enos Cantor, freedom. From, is that his last name now? So he, yeah, uh, yeah, he changed. He legally yeah. changed it. To, uh, so to you, freedom. So we we've had him. We've had Shaden Sharp. You know, which one of those guys? Who is the guy that was supposed to be at Kentucky? I mean, because people don't realize Sean Kemp was like, as far as an athletic freak at, at his size, was way ahead of his time. <laughs> Do you remember what guy? What got Sean Kemp kicked off of the Kentucky? He, did he steal something from from Sean Sutton? He stole, he stole he stole some gold chains from Sean Sutton, the, the coach's and went, son, and, and went <laughs> went down to the pawn shop and cashed him in. <laughs> oh man, what are these kids thinking about? Uh, yeah, no, that's what that's what got Sean Kemp. Yeah, I I gave Cal the outside of Cal's office in Rupp Arena is a mural. Of of all of the players that played in, at Kentucky under Cal that are now in the NBA, and uh, and Cantor is on that mural. And I told him, I said, "Hey, Cal, that's cheating. You can't." <laughs> is Sharp on there? I, well, th- this has been a few years. Okay, ago, so it's uh, no, I I doubt that. Because I know the Sharp. mural you're talking about. I'd, I'd I'd be interested to know if Sharp was there or not. Because I mean, he did practice with the team, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh. 
I mean. Uh, also, I wanted to mention uh, yesterday uh, the um, the Nike Hoop Summit uh, that takes place, uh, and uh, and they announced the uh, the twelve excuse me thirteen kids that will be playing in the Nike Hoop Summit. And of course, the headliner is Bronny James. You you think you think the fact that his dad is one of the all-time Nike yeah. greats, you think that had anything to do with it? I'm, I mean, I'm not saying he shouldn't be on the team, but uh, he's rated as the 28th best recruit in the 2023 class. He's the only guy on here who hasn't announced uh, where where he'll be playing next year. But both Justin Edwards and DJ Wagner are on this team. So uh, that'll be fun to see. They play international competition. Uh, and so it'll be, see, it'll be fun to see how those two kids stack up. Uh, Kentucky has two kids on the team. Uh, and um, let's see, who else? Do they have the two? world roster out? Yeah. Is the, the kid, the Vic kid, is he playing? Oh, no, I haven't seen that. Okay. No, I haven't seen that. They... That, uh, the international teams will be selected in the coming weeks. Okay. And I, I don't know exactly how the eligibility works for those international teams, if, that, if he's eligible or not. When, what, how do you even say his last name, Dan? Yambambaya. Uh, Yambambaya. Uh, oh, Yam, as bad as I just call him Victor. Victor. Victor's we're just calling him Victor. Victor. I mean, yeah, Victor's easy. When's the last time you saw? I mean, I mean, it, it is like scary how good that kid could be. Yeah, no, and that's why that's why you've got about five teams in the NBA who are tanking. <laughs> I think I saw San Antonio's lost thirteen games in a row. So, uh, yeah, trying to get Victor. Of course, you know the bottom three. It used to be the team with the worst record was heavily weighted in the lottery uh, in the ping pong balls. But now the top, the bottom three, or top three, however you want to look at it, uh, all have the same uh, mathematical chance. So if if you're in the bottom three, you've got a chance to get Victor. But yeah, he's he's pretty he's pretty special. They were. Uh, let's see, the international teams will be selected from uh, FIBA Africa, FIBA uh, FIBA Americanas. FIBA Asia, FIBA Europe, and FIBA Oceania. So I wonder if they if he's coming out of a FIBA Euro thing, or because of who, where he plays right now, because uh, he doesn't have any college eligibility. Because I guess I don't know if they'll count him as like a pro and won't let him play, but he would be the reason to tune into that thing. Because you know, yeah. with Bronny James, I mean, he, Bronny's only got like three major offers, and, uh, and again, if his dad was not who he was, I think we talked about this a little bit on Monday. Uh, we would not see him at the 28th best player in the country in the in the rankings. Let's put yeah, it that way. Probably not. I, it's it says here he's looking at Oregon, Ohio State, and Southern Cal. And I don't think Oregon's offered him yet. Hmm. So he's a guy that I would. Uh, well, well let, let, is he good enough? Is he good enough to put up with the circus that will surround him? Well, that's that's especially if he goes to Southern Cal. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So. Uh, that'll be one of those things that you just got to kind of watch, and, and he may or may not. I think my bet guess is, and I don't know when they have to declare that he takes that G League route. Could yeah, yeah, yeah. So because I don't think he's going to get the, uh, I don't think he's going to get the offer that he really wants. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. So yeah, those aren't exactly the who who the, the blue bloods of college basketball. Yeah, I think Oregon, he, Ohio State, and Southern Cal. And I think his other offer offer is actually from Memphis. Mm. So, um, and then there's a little scuttlebutt. I guess you know maybe he goes to a historically black college and does the does that route. So mm. we'll see. You we'll know? see. But yeah. this uh, this roster is pretty good. This will uh, this will be fun to watch. Yeah, that was the that game was always kind of the the bane of my existence in the uh, Derby Classic world uh, when I was recruiting for the guys that uh, played in that because. Uh, we usually it, you only have a couple weekends where you can actually have the Derby Classic, and so we were always going to conflict with something, and that we tended to conflict with with that game uh, mm. quite often. It's, even when they took away the rule that they could play in more than two All Star games, it was still uh, it was always an uphill battle with that one. So um, we had a couple kids who were committed to us, and then they got the invite to go play for that team USA, and then and they were gone. Yeah, and they should have been. I mean, I, yeah. I, I don't I don't want to sit here and say like they shouldn't have been it's just you know 
when you're the nonprofit competing against the shoe companies, it's always hard. <laughs> it's, it's always hard. <laughs> well, Dan, tomorrow, boy, will women basketball goes to Notre Dame, and they will. Um, the cards are back in action again on Thursday, going on the road to Notre Dame. Six thirty network pregame. Seven o'clock is the live play by play with Nick Curran. Directly following is the uh, postgame show, the YMCA postgame show with Dave Skull and Chrissy Banta. Uh, it's Thursday night, ESPN, uh, 93.9 The Ville, I'm sorry, and the ESPN Louisville app. And then Bellman plays, because 680-1057 is the flagship for Bellman basketball. The Knights are back in Freedom Hall. Uh, I don't know how they're doing that with the the the, the farm machinery show. I thought it's also in town, too. Uh on Thursday, hosting North Alabama, joined. They're probably in the uh, in one of those side. Yeah, places. but I thought they usually use Freedom Hall, but I'm not sure. Uh, joined Doug Orme and Mark Bug at 7:15 for the pregame, 7:30 tip off right here on ESPN 680 and the ESPN Louisville app. Yeah, and no lunch today. Nobody gets. Uh, we don't have a read a- uh, for sure. Yeah, What's- there's no read, but we do have matzo pie. I'm gonna get some of that. You know, it's really good. They use this like sourdough bread, and mm-hmm. it's like. It's all handmade in the restaurant. It's just uh, down the street from Louie's house, actually, in Anchorage. Yeah, there's so. three different locations, and that's all I know. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've been to it once, you know. They, they good do some good read. Well, you. you all enjoy the lunch. I'm uh, As soon as the show is over, I'm headed to get a root canal. So. Are you serious? Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. so fun. You're, you listen, I, I would be a big baby and been in pain. and like I'm, I'm impressed with your toughness right here. You're not going to take a day off. You know, I love no. it. You're, you're no, there's you no preach. load. There's no load management for me. Uh huh. I'm, I'm here. Didn't you just have a root canal? Yes, and that's when they discovered I needed a second one. That explains <laughs> but, the feistiness. I will but tell that, you <laughs> that root canal was because I had a terrible toothache. And I had to get in there and get it done because it was driving me. This one, there's no pain at all. But they discovered. I need another root canal. So it is amazing the advancements they've made. I mean, they don't hurt like they used to, right? No, no. the for the the first one, it was actually I, I was actually glad to get it because it it uh, immediately alleviated the pain that I was having. Yeah. So, uh, but this this one will be nothing. So. All right. Well, but at least, but I won't be eating lunch. I know that. So, so prom doesn't have to like just baby you for the next twenty four hours or anything like that. No, right. no. Would she? Or what's she, what's the empathetic level of prom? Like, is she good when you're not feeling good? She takes care of you. She's like, is she toughing you up? It's like, get us. You know, get up, she you, she used to not care, Mike. But now at my age, I think she's afraid that I'm going to die, and then you know, then her. Her free ride, her scholarship comes to an end. Oh, you don't have that much and, life insurance then, I guess, huh? So there. <laughs> you need to talk to Louis Rabot and just to get with a little bit more life insurance. That's what it is. So. Do you know what you'd have to pay for life yeah, insurance? Yeah, it's not, not good now. You waited a little too age. long. No, I, th- I think what I have is what I'm going to have. <laughs> Yeah, my, my uh, wife's probably. no, but she no, she's she's very caring. She really is. In fact, uh, I was uh, the first first one I had the first root canal. I was I was having some pain, and she uh, she actually drove me over there. But uh, uh, with this one, I don't think she'll. I don't think she'll. Yeah, pay I don't. Much I don't get much sympathy from my wife. My wife played two college sports at Bellman, so she played softball and she played volleyball. And so uh, there was one time I had the gallbladder attack. And I had, oh, to, yeah. I had to drive myself to the emergency room because she wouldn't even like take me to the emergency room. <laughs> what did you do? Speaking of that, you had yesterday off as the yeah. backup for Louis Rabot. Did you do anything fun for Valentine's Day? You know what? She, uh, we're, we're kind of like celebrating. We, we've gotten into this flow. We've been together for long enough. It's like almost, it's our 29th Valentine's Day together. And so we just, uh, we, we celebrate in small ways and just the things we enjoy. So she asked me to make spaghetti and meatballs, and that's what I did. Oh, you know, she, she made brownies, and we fell asleep on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, I'm getting old, Dan. That's it. Yeah, no, you are. Yeah. You are. Well, well, we had our <laughs> – Sherry and I are both on diets. We're on diets constantly. But to celebrate – I ran I ran down the street and got Freddy's hamburgers for oh. a val- <laughs> Valentine's okay. Day. Okay. Is that the thing that's kind of like Steak and Shake? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. You haven't been to Freddy's? I've, I think I've been to one in Indiana. Uh, they, yeah. They might oh, have no, just came good. into Kentucky. I don't know. If, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. No, they're, 
They're good. That's yeah. what we that's what we had yesterday yeah. for our Valentine's Day. So Freddy's hamburgers. There okay, uh, uh, predictions. I think you already you already said this. Uh, Kentucky three point underdog. You're going with the Cats. I'm going to actually not only go with the Cats. I think we see them win by double digits tonight. Like Ooh. I think we see. I think we see a good. I think we see a good response tonight from the Cats. I'm, I'm going to write that prediction down so we can talk about it tomorrow. Yeah. Okay, 16 and a half for Louisville. Yep, I think Louisville keeps it about around 12. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, so you're taking taking both underdogs. I'm taking both underdogs. One to win and one to cover. Yes. Okay. I'll tell you what would be great, though, if Louisville won. I I would love for Kenny to have just one feather in his cap from this season. You know, just be – and I thought he was going to get it against Miami, but if he could do it against Virginia, it would be great. Yeah. I, I think he has a bigger chance on Saturday. Yes, I, I would agree. Yeah, I I think tonight might be a little tough, but but we'll see. That's why they play the games, Mike. That's right. You could <laughs> you could Maryland, Baltimore County, or whatever they was that beat them in the sixteen is the one. You you never know what could happen. So. Yeah, yeah. So. All right. Well, I appreciate you sitting in uh, for uh, for Louis. I'm I'm hoping he's having a good time in Puerto Rico. Uh, (laughs) tomorrow uh, Mike will be back and uh, unless you know something I don't as as Bobby likes to say I'll be back as well we'll have our regular Thursday lineup Ben Roberts from the Herald Leader will join us and uh, and recap Kentucky's game against Mississippi State and then Jay Davis from Detroit will uh, join us in the 11 o'clock hour and so um, we'll look forward to that. Uh, this has been Issel and Louie on ESPN 680 105.7. Have a great day, everybody. College is a program that helps students pay for tuition, and I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift, five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again, just like I just did. You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, come on, muscle through it, but then also say, hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start, before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com.